0: Hello, hello, and welcome to Hometown Daily. This is Season 2, Episode 337 for December 3rd, 2023. Tonight, we are going to be discussing, um, and I'm going to keep this really quick, it's Sunday, Um, the news is kind of Spartan, it seems, more than usual today. But we're going to be discussing uh, X-Men character that returns for Deadpool 3. The Peacock is plucking 191 feathers. The Curse of Oak Island season 12. A custom open AI GPT for in uh, 15 minutes. Ultron returns. I am Legend sequel in the works. Gardeners hate this explosive new ground cover. Stardew Valley will have a new crop of updates. Strange New Worlds, Scotty Me Up, Be and Will Iron Man Ever Return. It's kind of heavy on the continuity report side of things, but hey, it'll be entertaining. Hello, hello. I am Merwat, that is hometown.com, and up there is the ring of sentience, but this sentient AI is off on assignment elsewhere. Um, I've already got all of the articles all set up, ready to go. So let's get into it right away. Or maybe not right away as I make my transitions work. So the very first article is over in the continuity report. Deadpool three set photos confirm yet another major X-Men characters return. It says here in brackets or in parentheses with a deadly twist. Wolverine will not be the only member of the Fox X-Men to return in Deadpool 3. With the Deadpool franchise being absorbed into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Deadpool will officially be ushering in elements of the Fox Universe to the MCU. And the MCU has already teased the movie through social media posts by stars Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. So we know that those two are returning. Obviously, Deadpool 3 is Ryan Reynolds. Hugh Jackman being a Wolverine, but guess what's coming else? Oh, the, well, Lucas show you, sorry, show over at screen ramp, put the article together. Um, it has a deck statement that says set photos from the Marvel cinematic universe movie, Deadpool three, confirm that yet another major X-Man um, will be returning. I believe they prefer to be called X people at this point. And i don't know there might be a trademark on the x part of x-men x Man, x-people x-mans um i don't know do you think elon musk is gonna go after the marvel cinematic universe use of x i don't know uh, we'll see anyway i mean he needs to fund the 45 billion dollar purchase of the website formerly known as twitter when there was brand recognition. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted. Um, Unfortunately, there's a twist. Maybe that's what the twist is. But let's see, I I don't go through the whole article. Um, And before I do that, let me throw it into the chat. So if you're in the chat and you want to follow the link through hometown, go for it. So um, they have this summary here. It says Deadpool 3 will bring elements of the Fox X-Men universe to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. As teased by set photos and social media posts, Wolverine will not be the only returning character from the uh, Fox X-Men, as his enemy Sabretooth will also appear in the movie. Sabretooth is basically uh, a more organic X-Man. And uh, recent set photos reveal Wolverine and Sabretooth in a snowy forest with Deadpool holding a decapitated Sabretooth head. I don't think it's the same Sabretooth hinting at intense action and rivalry. I haven't seen the picture. Uh so maybe it is a a, a Sabretooth as in the <laughs> the supervillain Sabretooth. Um hopefully they don't have it in the thing here. But anyway, what does the Sabre the return of Sabretooth mean for Deadpool 3? Sabretooth is among Wolverine's best known enemies. Uh, he first appeared in the Fox Universe uh, in X-Men, where he played uh, by uh, Tyler Mane. Liv Schreiber uh, later portrayed the character in uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, the same uh, movie where Deadpool first debuted. That version of Deadpool did not live long, however, and at the end of Deadpool 3, or 2, the Merc with a Mouth approaches that movie's Deadpool variant and brutally kills him. Spoiler! Anyway, Um, so this is not the only MCU related, uh, super villain person entity. That's going to be returning to MCU. Um, specifically the cinematic side. I mean, they never really leave the Marvel universe, but the cinematic universe apparently is quickly becoming the graphic novel mom. Um, sorry the uh the graphic novel version of <laughs> uh, the cinema side of things so they're people are dying and coming back with the frequency of a gpm radio so um i guess we'll see what happens with deadpool 3. and I, I feel like they're starting to stretch a little bit but hey anything that extends the superhero universe from marvel i like marvel stuff Let's keep going, though. Uh, the next article, again, is over in Continuity Report. Today is going to be um, an entertainment-heavy kind of day. It'll give you an idea of how a Continuity Report show would go. We would focus more on just the uh, uh, movies and, and uh, TV shows and and um, like things that are streaming on uh, Netflix or wherever else. Um, anything where we can sit there and watch it for these little inconsistencies, these idiosyncrasies that are part of, uh, some TV show or, or a movie will, we'll, we'll <laughs> draw attention to them, um, while talking about it. But in this case, the next article is over. I don't even know if I did a transition, so I'll do it anyway. How about now? There, there we go. We'll just do it again. If there isn't one. The next article is over in the the continuity report. All 191 movies and TV shows leaving Peacock this month. That's right. Uh, With the loss of physical media and nothing left but streaming, what you have is uh, amounting to, you get to enjoy things as long as everybody's contract is up to date and agreed upon, and usually there are term limits, so NBC and Universal's signature streaming service Peacock features a wide variety of movies and TV shows that change from month to month, and many big titles are leaving Peacock in December of 2023. First launched in July 2020, Peacock hit the ground running by carrying some of the most popular NBC shows and movies from day one. Since then, the streamer has diversified its platform by creating hit originals like Bel Air, which I've never seen a single episode of, and it has uh, quickly positioned itself as one of the top subscription services on the market. That's mainly because it pulled everything NBC into it, Um, and uh, that's where you had to go to get to certain shows. There, There wasn't anything else that you could do. You had to subscribe. Well, Amanda Bruce and Dalton Norman over at Screen Rant put this article together. The NBC Universal-affiliated streaming service Peacock features a revolving door of great shows and movies. Here's everything leaving in December. Uh, it's leaving December 2023 is what it says. Um, so it's kind of a bummer. I don't like the idea of things uh, you know, flitting in and out um, like so many Disney fairies. Uh, it drives me nuts because i want to be able to just watch what i want to watch where it is available uh not have to worry about when it's available uh, i just want to go and you know, let me stream on a service let me subscribe to a tv you know that's basically the old school way you subscribe to a channel or subscribe to a cable channel and it didn't bounce around as much as it is nowadays <clears throat> so this is a long list, I guess, but I'm not, there's no way I'm gonna go through all of this. Um, I guess. Wow, well, I didn't even know that Super Mario Brothers was on Peacock as an exclusive. I didn't know that. Anyway, Northman. Um, I guess there's a Hallmark original. This, this is kind of weirdly broken up by the by a, a major caption of the day, you know. December 4th, the hallmark original is, uh, <laughs> is the subtitle of it. And then my Norwegian holiday. So that's, what's leaving Peacock. See, I, I, I didn't watch any, or I didn't look into any of this before, um, the show. I, I selected it because I wanted to react while streaming. And well, I guess my reaction is just kind of being dumbfounded. Uh, is this. Really? I mean, Peacock? All right. All right. Anyway, they go through day by day, apparently. December 5th, another Hallmark original, not so royal Christmas. December 6th, another Hallmark original. Um, December 9th is uh, Shuttle, which is a Peyton List stars in movie. (laughs) Um, Hmm. I guess. So Asteroid City, that is it. I liked it. Uh, Wes Anderson's Asteroid City was quite an interesting it is the name of the movie that I was talking about several episodes ago of uh, Town Daily where I was trying to remember the name of the movie where the uh, the woman, the, the wife had passed away and was they put her in basically a Tupperware container. They had um, uh, what do they call it (laughs) tug on it my brain's just not working um anyway they had cremated her and put her in uh like a tupperware container and then they buried her in the in the town um before they left they it's just a weird very like slow moving um Movie that makes you think, Uh, but it's fun and weird, quirky all the way through. But Wes Anderson is the director of it. So I thought it was really cool Uh, to all a good night is also another one um, that's leaving. Then a bunch of uh, well, it looks like another Hallmark and another Hallmark. And so basically everything from Hallmark is probably returning to a Hallmark channel, (laughs) a docu series. So, yeah, it just seems to be Hallmark movies. I feel weird about this uh, being highlighted in Hometown Daily because it says, here's the summary of it. Peacock, NBC streaming service offers a diverse range of content, including popular shows, movies, documentaries. However, due to its ever-changing library, some titles will be leaving in December 2023. Peacock has gained popularity by producing original shows and branching out into live sports streaming, attracting... This is more like marketing than anything. Hallmark 2023 Christmas movies are among the titles leaving Peacock in December. These movies will still be available on Hallmark's network and may return to Peacock later, but are initially only available to stream for 72 hours. So there you go. Um most of these seem to be hallmark if they would have broken it out as 120 of them are hallmark and 70 of them are something else <clears throat> then uh, i probably wouldn't be so i don't know bent out of shape about this i don't like that song that was playing in the background either anyway let's keep on going <coughs> oh i'm so sorry about the it's dry in the mayoral mansion right now so um the uh, next article is over in the continuity report as well is the Curse of Oak Island season 12 happening everything we know uh when the History Channel's Curse of Oak Island season 11 finale in sight the Curse of Oak Island season 12 release date is being speculated premiering on the History Channel in 2014. the show follows the brothers Marty and Rick Lagina um as they explore the mysteries of oak island located off the coast of nova scotia canada you have to say it in the waters east of nova scotia uh stephen barker over at screen rant put the article together Uh, i'm wondering if uh, the curse of oak island season 12 is going to run what i'm really interested in though is uh, (laughs) really their findings um and not so much the the day-to-day of the show i've watched uh 10 every episode of 10 of the seasons i missed the 11th season because um the history channel there was a licensing thing that it got pulled from uh where i was watching it and or i'm sorry what ended up happening was i really hated the service um from the company that i was getting, um, TV from, and I switched and because of the licensing, I can no longer watch the curse of Oak Island, um, on the service that I actually pay for. See what I'm saying, where I hate the idea that, uh, people can't just purchase the license. And there's a plurality of people that are watching it in various places. You know, you set the license at X, And then a a multitude of people get to purchase the license and they can stream it, but that's not what happens. You know, there's exclusivity and that marginal return on the license means that, Oh, because I paid, I get exclusive uh, streaming rights. And so nobody else can stream that particular channel history channel. So you tell me what would, I don't know, maybe because the system is so incestuous that you end up with everybody agreeing, you know, everybody bid as high as possible to get the license. And we've priced into this bidding process, how to keep, or the negotiation, how to keep others out. And because of the way that they price everything, everybody goes, okay, if somebody gets to this price point, then, Nobody else can get it, and that's supposed to be enough valuation for the people with the license to go, yeah, this is a good business model, but why not have everybody able to license the material and everybody stream it so that everybody knows about it and nobody has to give up a streaming service to switch so that they can watch (laughs) The Curse of Oak Island which isn't going to happen here. You know, I'm not going to give up and I'm not going to buy $300 worth of streaming services to watch one show. It's asinine. So you end up with people rotating the dial, going from Netflix to Hulu to something else, you know, Peacock, um, Paramount, whatever it is, um, or just subscribing to History Channel. I think it's asinine, but this is the world we live in and it's really up to us as consumers to dictate you know how this licensing actually ends up because if everybody goes you know what i'm tired of this crap i'm just not gonna i'm just not gonna then everything won't have to change but you know consumers go on a strike like writers or actors (laughs) hell no everybody just wants to consume um and they don't Talking with their wallet amounts to, what, $8 leaving somebody's coffers? They don't care. Why? Because they've never hit a breaking point. All right. Well, anyway, is the Curse of Oak Island happening? Maybe, maybe not. If Season 12 happens, it'll likely continue to follow Marty, Rick, uh, Alex Lagina, who have been the heart of the show since its inception. And actually, there's uh, uh, quite a few others that have been there. Um, from the beginning, um, I learned about Curse of Oak Island from the same Reader's Digest epi- uh, book, uh, well, Reader's Digest, it's just, uh, you know, a thing made of actual paper. I actually read that I fell in love with Oak Island. Um, it, but it, at the time I believe it was re- referred to as the money pit. Um, and. They've done more to discover stuff on Oak Island as a whole, um, than anybody else ever. Um, and I find it quite fascinating that there could be something there, um, because they're finding all kinds of artifacts. It's a really fun watch, but it's just kind of drip drip drip. And from what I know of reality TV shows, I hope that none of this is actually staged. Um, because people will feel like they've been defrauded if any of this is actually staged. So predicting the exact storyline for Season 12 is challenging is is what the article says. Given the reality show format of Curse of Oak Island, however, it's unlikely that the series would diverge from the usual formula of treasure hunting on Oak Island, and Season 12 will probably continue to follow the Lagina brothers and their team at work. Um, They actually dug down into the mine that used to be kind of haphazardly built Um, it was a robust enough hole to survive deconstruction and then uh, more modern reconstruction Uh, so i guess they're saying that but i really want them to stop the water and be able to go into the tunnels that have been found to be there but after all these years and the integrity of the the mining, I'm sure, has failed. Everything has just collapsed. And they've been drilling so many holes in this island, it's pretty much Swiss cheese. But still, I want them to keep going. Never give up. Never surrender. Lagina Brothers charge. Let's keep going. Uh, the next article is over in Daily. Uh, this one is uh, titled I made a GPT, a custom version of OpenAI's chat GPT, and it only took me 15 minutes. Here's how. Um, it's over at Business Insider. Aaron Mock is the author of this. Apparently they made a personal sh- chef specializing in quick, tasty, high-protein recipes. Um, and they have a little little screenshot of, uh, uh, it looks like it's a getty it is it's a getty image anyway in early November open AI unveiled GPT's customizable versions of its AI chatbot chat GPT GPT's can be customized to focus on specific tasks like coding creative writing and tech support it took business insiders Aaron mock only 15 minutes to make a GPT with satisfactory results um, by the way, anything that you do in, uh, with an AI, unless you can defend it, uh, in a, a copyright lawsuit, uh, which will, um, well, let's just say it will start happening more and more as people try to, uh, protect their intellectual property, anything constructed right now in the United States using AI cannot obtain a copyright. Uh, that is the nature of the beast. I am hoping that this changes as time goes on, uh, sooner rather than later. Um, I align AI with the equivalent of, a, a camera, um, or a keyboard. Um, nothing can be done with an ai until a human being activates it to do some construction and then i have to evaluate it just like taking a picture if i take a picture of nature i'm doing very little (laughs) to construct that image yet it is copyrighted immediately i don't even have to file it i can just leave it you know in situ on my camera if i print it out and start selling it. Yeah. I have copyright protection. Nobody can take it, Da But with AI, because there's apparently something else going on that invalidates the, uh, what the lack of creative process or the creative process, because it's making something representative of my prompt. Apparently it goes beyond the scope of what a camera does. Um, hmm, I don't know. I don't really buy into it. So anyway, I, I think that, uh, AI generated works that I can attribute to my prompt should be copyrighted. Um, it wouldn't exist, but for my actions to provoke that creation, that should be sufficient, but apparently it's ending up in courts. Anyway, the aim for GPTs according to OpenAI is for users to create tailored versions of ChatGPT that can be more helpful in their personal and professional lives than the basic generalist version of ChatGPT. But with ChatGPT, what I've been doing is telling it that it's an expert in this, that, or the other. I mean, I've got one that um, uh, I have for um, programming, I have one for writing, I have one for, um, nuclear physics, because I was trying to see if (laughs) I can have it talk to me about, um, the new, uh, there's a new, um, nuclear fusion generator, supposedly. Um, and I wanted to know more about it from an AI's perspective because you can read papers and whatnot, but I'm really curious what it has in its database. And apparently it goes all the way up to, I think, February of this year, 2023 now. So we're not lagged as far back anymore. Maybe it's September. But it might be September of 2023. Anyway, uh, Chat GPT is getting much more modern. So with its data, its relevance, it used to be backed out by a couple of years, but now it's pretty much up to date. So... um what is their name again i just forgot it aaron mock actually walks you through how to create a gpt and i won't go through all of it but essentially you need a an open ai account and then you just tell it what you want it to do um, you can actually create your own gpt and it says here final takeaways overall making a gpt is straightforward the gpt builder gave uh, clear step-by-step instructions on how to build the the chat bot which sped up the process it took around 15 minutes to create a gpt that met their expectations and they were impressed by the gpt answers so i'm probably going to start noodling around with this i knew that they had come online i just hadn't bothered uh, because i basically use it chat gpt more tactical and, and demonstrative i show people this is how you do something um and They can discover, some people can discover it, but they don't necessarily. um, They're not necessarily motivated until you show an example. So um, I like to use it out there in the real world and show people what to do. So this will be an interesting addition. Um, And it's only going to get more and more powerful. So good luck, everybody (laughs) with your jobs. Oh, This is going to get rough. Okay. So the next article, and let me do my transition. I forgot to. Uh, the next article is over in the continuity report as well. Ultron returns as the villain of an MCU phase six TV show in new Marvel art, new fan art images or imagine, sorry, new fan art imagines Ultron's return to the MCU as the villain for Marvel studios upcoming vision quest series on Disney plus. James Bader voiced Ultron in 2015 Avengers Age of Ultron introduced as an artificial intelligence created by Tony Stark and Bruce Banner through their experimentation on the Mind Stone inside Loki's scepter. While Ultron could have been a long-lasting threat to the Avengers in the MCU, him and his army were defeated in the Phase 2 crossover project. But were they really? Was he really? Hmm... It's an AI, a super powerful, sentient AI. They could bring him back no matter what, you know, he could have offloaded himself somewhere and reformed from so many pieces. Kai young over at screen ramp, put the article together. The deck statement says recent speculation suggests phase two villain Ultron could return to the MCU and new fan art images or sorry, it says fan art imagines the perfect place for this to happen. All right. I keep wanting to say images, but anyway, um, and then the first line that I read is the imagines Ultron's return um, in vision, vision quest series on Disney plus. So I don't know. How do you feel about it out there? If you are in chat or if you are listening to this via the podcast or watching it over on YouTube, post a message. How do you feel about Ultron returning? I would love, Ultron return to return Um, it needs the that just commanding voice like James Spader nowadays who knows James Spader's voice could have been uh, licensed a long time ago and is just waiting that moment where AI can exploit it to its fullest Um, but vision uh, is there's um, vision isn't ultron but vision is based off of ultron's ai um, so we'll see if if that actually uh, comes to to be after voicing tony stark's artificial uh, assistant jarvis since 2008 iron man Benny made his live action debut in v- vision or as vision in avengers age of ultron vision's body was originally supposed to house ultron's consciousness and this connection could hint at ultron returning to the mcu in wandavision's upcoming vision quest spin-off dun 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 i didn't really like um ultron's design but hey it is what it is i won't get into all of the rest of this you can follow the link um and uh this article is, uh, is, is going to go a little bit deeper but uh suffice it to say they want it to come back as a part of a Disney spin-off show okay let's keep going uh the next article uh, i found have has some uh, interesting timing because i just rewatched i am legend um I got, I am legend and the book of Eli, uh, as a twofer over at Apple. Um, Will Smith in discussions with Michael B. Jordan to star produce sequel to I am legend. This came out two days. I think after I watched, I am legend. Will Smith has confirmed he and Michael B. Jordan will produce and star in a sequel to I am legend based on the alternate ending used in the 2007 post-apocalyptic sci-fi movies DVD release rather than its theatrical version in which his character dies the actor producer said Saturday that he was gonna smack that oh sorry no that's not what he said he said that he was gonna that he was gonna do this in a public interview so the articles over at uh variety and nick holdsworth um wrote the article and let's see um i said pretty much everything that hmm smith got an early self-deprecating reference to the 2022 oscar ceremony scandal where he slapped on stage presenter chris rock after the comedian made a poorly judged quip i don't know about poorly judged um there's a lot of history there and uh yeah anyway we'll leave that alone otherwise will smith might show up and my snarky comment right out of my mouth um and well anyway um an actor with a prodigious record of hits (laughs) sorry that's funny uh, he said he did not care whether he appeared in a blockbuster or a more modest project as long as it was good and he learned from it quote the thing for me is that I have wanted to make good movies that were blockbuster or blockbusters that were good to me the concept of a blockbuster is your heart um and speaking of blocking Chris Rock could have blocked that but he was probably not thinking someone was going to come up on stage and smack him man I need to leave that alone So i'm gonna leave this article alone you can go and check it out essentially i am legend which i thought is a good movie um for them to spin it is this alternate reality kind of stuff and it's a real stretch they're gonna use an alternate ending um, because in the the theatrical release he actually blows up his entire compound um after putting two people inside uh um I, I think it was a fireplace and and uh, putting a barrier up um so i don't know how they survive but they actually survive so i am legend 2 is apparently on its way uh quote unquote soon right let's keep going the next article is over in hometown daily Uh, a couple's garden ornament turned out to be a live 64 pound navy shell Um, i i titled this segment gardeners hate this explosive new ground cover Uh, a bomb found in the front garden of a house in the uk preceded or preceded both world wars the couple said the detonation of the shell was like the passing of an old friend the 64-pound naval projectile had been used as a garden ornament for decades. Yeah, I wonder if they have a picture. Let's go take a look. So, this is over at Business Insider, Rebecca Roman uh put the article together. That's a hell of a name. Royal Logistic Corps Bomb Disposal, the RLC Bomb Disposal Unit as it's apparently proclaimed here. This just screams kind of dystopian because it's pure white with like this highlighted uh what do they call it day glow day glow yellow um and then as like a little flipboard. i guess you kind of flip it up when it's something else you know um right now it's the royal logistic corps bomb disposal unit but when you flip the sign up it's um like a burger delivery Um, takeout truck kind of thing? Probably not. Anyway, um, let's see what they say. I want to see if they have a picture of it. I'm going to scroll real fast. They do not. Anyway, for 77-year-old Jeffrey Edwards, who had lived in the street since childhood, saying goodbye to the bomb was akin to parting with an old friend. He recounted the Shell's history shared with him by the Morris family, whose relative discovered it over a century ago. According to Edwards, warships for the Royal Navy used to engage in target practice in a nearby bay. During one of his trips, Pop Morris, a local delivery man, stumbled upon the shell and transported it back home in his horse-drawn cart. The Edwards subsequently bought the house. So, boom goes the dynamite. Um... I suppose if you follow this link right here, um, it will probably take you to (laughs) the actual um, article because this actually comes from BBC. So, you know what? There we go. That's what it looks like. Dun, dun, dun. The bomb was thought to have been in the Edwards Garden for more than 100 years. God, can you imagine? You just do the wrong thing and that thing would kind of just detonate right there. Wow. That is unsettling as can be. Um, all right. I don't know. That's a pretty cool firework, I guess, in the neighborhood. Okay. Let's keep going. Uh, this next article is over in Warcrafter. Stardew Valley 1.6 is still chugging along says creator after a month of quote unquote self-imposed crunch. Uh, So, if you're not familiar with Stardew Valley, it's basically a farming, base building, survival, pixel art uh, game that is beloved by all. Um, I've gifted it. I've purchased it. um, I've played it, but not too much. Uh, But it's just everybody who has ever played it, it, it just loves it. Um, and there's different play styles. There's actually, a, apparently there's a perfect game where you play it the right way and you you get all of the, um, you get everything to call it a perfect game. All of the little, um, you know, bits are checked. All of the little uh, boxes uh, um, are checked. But what's really interesting about this is uh, Concerned Ape or uh, Eric Barone um, keeps on working on this and, and updating it and adding stuff to it. And I think it's pretty amazing. It's kind of like a No Man's Sky kind of effort, just relentlessly um, working on making it better and adding stuff to it. But uh, Concerned Ape is actually working on another project um, while this is underway as well. So Stardew Valley 1.6 is still chugging along it says creator. Uh, Barone also dropped a rare teaser for the updates, many additions, one, uh, of, uh, it says one of few were likely to get, I'm not quite sure what that means. If there are many additions, one of few were likely to get, <laughs> anyway, Barone, uh, has in the past expressed a preference for keeping the content of updates to Stardew Valley secret, something he reiterated in his post keeping mostly everything secret Uh, the article was aggregated from pcgamer.com Jonathan Bolding is the author and uh, this makes me want to go play it but obviously I well not obviously to you but I would probably only be able to play it for like an hour before I have to go do some work the teaser a screenshot including a new big chest that's pretty much exactly what you think it is can store almost twice as much. Why does this sound familiar? This sounds really familiar. I'm suffering from deja vu in a serious way. Huh, uh, I'll just go on. Um, it can store almost twice as much as the regular chest, says the description in the screenshot, which makes sense to them, the author, Bolding, since bigger chests is one of the mods that basically everyone installs. They'll work for your craft benches too. So, it's going to be fun to play. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what else to really say about this. Um, go and download Stardew Valley. You won't regret it. It's a fun, really long game. Um, and you can mod it, uh, to add additional functionality and, and, uh, extend its, um, play time. You really, I mean, it's like 20 bucks max. Um, You might be able to get it on discount. It comes and goes as a a discounted product. So go and check it out. I think you'll like it. But in the meantime, let's keep going. Got two more articles. Both of them are from Screen Rant. Uh, The next article is over in the Continuity Report. Strange New World's Scotty should be Star Trek's new Chief O'Brien. So the new Scotty, Martin Quinn, should be the show... The show's version of Star Trek Deep Space Nine's chief, Miles O'Brien, um, introduced in Strange New World Season 2 finale, Scotty is the latest Star Trek The Original Series character to appear in the prequel um, series. Now that Scotty's temporarily assigned to the USS Enterprise to help with the Gorn Crisis, viewers have uh, a chance to learn more about the original series' beloved Scottish engineering genius. The more character-driven approach of Star uh, Strange New Worlds allows the show to effectively handle Scotty's character in a similar way to Chief O'Brien. Um, just kind of, uh, I don't know. Both of these characters uh, uh, I liked from get go. So, um, Mark Donaldson is the author over at Screen Rant that put the article together. Martin Quinn Scotty is a perfect chance for Star Trek Strange New Worlds to shed new light on the character. Much like DS9 did with Chief O'Brien. Um they're they have the same I, I guess approachable personality. They're not abrasive, they're uh quippy and and um seemingly fun to get along with. So um I, I don't know, I, I kinda like them. Um season three of Strange New Worlds can reveal more about Scotty's childhood, introduce his family, and explore his uh, career progression, it says can reveal, uh, but I don't know if, I don't know if they've ever gone back to childhood existence, you know, what their childhood life was like for anybody. I just, I just don't see that. The only time that it has happened is involving at least as far as I know is the times where they've reached back, um, to, um, look at what's his name oh god i just forgot his name um the captain i don't know and now i i'm worried about forgetting the name um anyway it's very seldom that they've gone back um and looked at the childhood experience of somebody I, i honestly i think it's only the not Riker. it was the the other dude um no anyway it doesn't matter so it says chief o'brien in star trek Space 9 was a spiritual successor to star trek the original series scotty however due to the changing nature of network television between the 1960s and 90s ds9 had more opportunities for character development than toss ever had what's really interesting about all of this is that between the uh, 60s 70s 80s 90s uh 2000s 2010s even 2020. what's seemingly happening is the <laughs> the show length might get longer um, but the number of episodes is dramatically shorter so you have like eight to ten of them um to do a full-on season arc with all of the character development but when you look at it without the commercials you're still getting only like 45 minutes when it used to be like 30 episodes of 30 minute shows and much more character development, much more world building. Each one was a bottle as well with little elements of story arc, uh, character arc. Um, but those were the A and the B you know, uh, stories within the show. Now everything is just encapsulated in that eight to ten episodes it's very frustrating for uh, me who really loves all of the star trek stuff out there um in star trek deep space nine chief o'brien was supremely talented everyman figure who was often portrayed as an ordinary man in extraordinary circumstances yep and uh like a father figure and um very likable Uh, So much, though, that DS9 writers used to delight in torturing O'Brien once or twice a season. Star Trek, the original series, Scotty is also represented as a fairly down-to-earth character whose straight-talking responses to the demands of Captain James T. Kirk were a breath of fresh air. So um, Martin Quinn's Scotty is a big Star Trek opportunity to continue that trend, I suppose. Not much is known about Scotty's life pre-Enterprise, so he's something of a blank slate for both actor Martin Quinn and Strange New World's writers. Yeah, because we're introduced to him because he crash lands on a planet that's being invaded by the Gorn, um, and he figures out how to circumvent their... um, how to track them and how to get around their, um, I guess... Uh, hunting skills because he survives um, without any other assistance and then he's taken off planet. So anyway, pretty neat article. Definitely go and find um, some more information by following the link that's in chat right now. Um, And finally, the last article for tonight is over in uh, hometown.com. Um, So, apparently, uh, Kevin Feige uh, confirms whether RDJ's Iron Man will ever return in the MCU. So, confirmed whether or not Iron Man will return to the MCU. Robert Downey Jr. originated the MCU version of the character in 2008's Iron Man, the movie that kicked off the franchise which has now expanded to include 33 movies and eight Disney shows, Disney plus shows with many more on the way. Downey Jr. reprised the role in nine MCU movies before his character's death in 2019 Avengers Endgame. But I wonder if they can find somebody as charismatic as Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Brendan Klein over at screen ramp, put the article together. Oh, proof that Tony Stark has a heart. Oh. Um so I don't know how I feel about it because I don't think that the MCU should be frozen in time and just die on the vine from this point forward with Iron Man's death. Um simply because these are these are characters much like the Simpsons, right? They have to survive in perpetuity for each follow on generation to uh, be able to appreciate and have fun with, Um, you know, that like the comic books, I have a hard time with a, a character dying and never, if they were a popular character and they die at, you know, it's the end of the line, right? So Superman should be done there shouldn't be anything else involving superman batman done right um iron man done countless others and the villains done Um, but that's not how it works so why should robert downey jr's iron man suffer that fate of never being brought back so Um, let's see here. Vanity Fair recently ran a cover. See, it says Kevin Feige, um, has confirmed whether or not Iron Man will be returning. So, where does he say that it is or isn't? They said that they were planning to not touch that moment again. He shared that bringing Iron Man's story to a close took years of hard work, and they do not intend to magically undo it. So, he's not going to return. Right? We are going to keep that moment and not touch that moment. Again, we all worked very hard for many years to get to that. And we would never want to magically undo it in any way. So dun dun done. Iron Man will not return according to current people in charge, but what's going to happen when people are like, well, <laughs> Iron Man is this fundamental part of the MCU, I think. Um, you know why should they die the only other way that they could fix this would be a, an alternate um you know part of the multiverse and now you have Loki acting as the loom of all of the multiverse timelines so this thing is oh I hope I didn't ruin it for anybody well, hey now go away um so yeah that's it all right folks we are done let's go back to the front go get in the party bus and drive back down main street i would click this but i'm actually hoping that i can promote this um episode i think it's kind of chill and, and short and um we will um see you all tomorrow at 8 p.m how about that make it that short of a day so thank you very much for coming. If you're hanging out in chat, thanks for visiting. If you watch this over as a VOD here on Twitch or over on YouTube as a full video, the show notes are over there. Um, the podcast is up to date and the podcast will get the show or has the show notes for all of the episodes that are available. You can actually listen to uh, Ohm Town via a, the podcast um, on Ohm Town itself. You don't even have to... Uh, become a citizen but um, if you do become a citizen then you can end up with additional features including submitting news um, voting on articles and uh, the podcast itself if you click that link right there once you're a citizen you actually go to a page with all of the podcasts up to date anyway that's it for today see you tomorrow at 8 p.m eastern bye bye Boop.